0: Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's a big
1: said yo instead of hey because like 80% of podcasts say hey everybody and I'm not gonna do that it'd be like Joe Rogan and say what's up freak bitches what's up freak bitches I do like that he says that um, you, you're slowly turning me into a huge Rogan fan Corey like, it's a it's a, it's a li- white guy thing Just you've been listening cool. to Rogan since we were in school and you're always like you gotta listen to this new episode of Rogan and I'm like sure man <laughs> but now I'm like actually listening to bits and pieces of it, and I actually really like it um but anyways, um hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin podcast this is episode two hundred and eighty one. If you missed episode two hundred and eighty, the fuck is wrong with you. Go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one um but uh yeah, I'm the host that talks first
0: d host that talks other times, Dr. Corey Petty. And we have a guest today, a returning guest, friend of the show, friend of the network. Taylor, say hello.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Taylor from MyCrypto. Welcome back, Taylor.
2: I am happy to be back.
0: Back in blonde.
2: I'm blonde now. Super blonde. It's official. I got to change my Twitter profile picture so that...
0: <laughs> so people know.
2: Dude, it's been funny, though. It's been funny in real life. <laughs> because people... Okay, there's that, sure. there's <laughs> that um, what do you call it? There's like the moment of recognition, right? And there's like a period of time in between when they uh like see me and then when they recognize me and it's really entertaining really? for me. At least. Oh yeah. Like it's really funny. Yeah. So uh, mm.
0: what's been up? What's been what's been going on since the last time you've been here? How's how's life?
2: Um I think a lot's been up. Um I don't – it's been a while. Um, It's been good. It's been crazy. Uh, My daughter is now 15 months old. and That's a whole new adventure. She, like, walks and runs and jumps uh, and does stuff. Um, And then (laughs) – well, I mean, it's like every day is a new thing, you know. Um, She'll – like she'll do things that that make you just kind of like sit there and look at her and go like, "Holy crap! Like you're you're really a tiny human. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: wow!" Because <laughs> uh, for so long they are really just a blob. They're not really, you know, they they <laughs> they like smile, but they don't really smile at things. Not a really human. <laughs> it's not a real human yet, you know. It's the semblance. But now, it's the yeah.
0: semblance of a human, the making of a human. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like an adorable blob, and now it's it's a whole new thing. Um, we we're she talking said about her first weird. word yet? Oh yeah, so her first word was actually not a word; it was a phrase, uh, and it was "what's that." Mm. And that that "what's that" means like "what is that?" Meaning like you know, like she'll point at something and say like "what's that," but also it means like "I want that," and "why aren't you giving me that?" And "hey, like <laughs> pay attention to me that." <laughs> um, just about everything and then her second word was was kind of like meow but it's um it's not saying like meow it's like actually making the sound that a cat makes on uh, yeah i can't make the sound because i don't speak cat but she does <laughs> um and the funniest thing is that so jordan will um put like a little like a cat's meowing YouTube video on and then there's like a chorus of cat sounds coming from the phone and also like she'll make a chorus of cat sounds herself and it's actually hard to <laughs> know which like what's a cat and what is my daughter
0: <laughs> the future the future what was that guy on uh all the police academy movies that made all the noises are you talking about beastmaster i don't think that's what i'm talking about but uh
1: I didn't, I didn't think you were either
0: <laughs> I don't think that's from police Academy, but all right.
1: I know what you're talking about. Hightower. Yeah, yeah. Hightower was his name. I don't even know why I know. Why do I know that? I, Interesting. I, I <laughs> Is it know Cause that. he was the black dude on the police Academy movies. So you just kind of, I think it's, I think you're absolutely right. That's <laughs> I identified with him. Uh, so we, we're going to talk about some crypto today. Yeah. Um, I had I was on the uh airplane um and I had I was thinking to myself that um you know crypto we've been talking about mass adoption now for like a decade and I feel like we will be talking about mass adoption for several more but I also feel like what slows down that is um crypto has a tendency to uh attract some very fringe fringe people with very fringe ideals um, in large, large amounts. Like, I think somebody just said in the Slack and then bounced the other day, they're like, man, crypto uh, attracts some people that are kooky. <laughs>
0: <I think> that's, <laughs> that's a really nice way of putting it.
1: Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, you're not wrong. Because <laughs> um, it does. And and being, and this is coming fresh off of that doc- doctoral interview that we had, Like being that it does attract such kooky individuals, um, it, does it stand the chance of ever being massively adopted if it's so easily adopted by some of uh, some people that just like they have the ideals that are so far out there that it's like people are just going to ignore it or think they're not serious or you know
0: yeah I don't know That's it's it it's uh, I mean it's generalized money and it, but like it gets started off from uh, like a a hard set of idealists in a lot of ways, right? Like it was, and then because there's like the cypherpunk movement and digital money, so like the main goal of it or like what what kind of, I think started it off was the idea that we don't want to rely on third parties to first to transact and like the first people to latch onto something that's brand new and willing to go through the painstaking process of using it are usually the ones that are heavily like have have some type of heavy ideology, because they're willing to be like I don't think I don't think encumbered is the right word, but like um, they're willing to be frustrated through the user experience because they want the the idea of the technology so bad, and that's what the like the beginnings of anything is. It's like the the beginning users are the ones that like really believe or could use that technology to push whatever like ideological vehicle they have and that's what happened is and that that usually tends to bring in the fringe the kooky people and then as it becomes more and more mainstream typically you build businesses that take like cut back on some of those ideologies like you see things like, like coinbase would never have flown in the beginning days of bitcoin coinbase right
2: no especially not in its state right now yeah you know like it yeah it's um I think there's like a couple of different things going on. Like one, it's um, it's definitely like it's hard to wrap your head around. And if you think back to like when the when the white paper first came out, um, it's yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around. So the people that are going to wrap their heads around it are either like working in that sort of you know super technical industry in some capacity and have the capacity to understand the white paper or oh. be in touch with Satoshi or whatever. Um, But then the next wave of users even, like, they – yeah, they have to have the ability and the desire to, like, dive into it, you know. And so that's what I think um, we first saw sort of, like, you know, the libertarians and and the people that were, you know, already having sort of – whether they be, like, thought experiments or, like, actual actionable things – um that that was a rebellion i guess of sorts against the state of the government or the state of the economy um and then as it grows you know still i feel like there's a lot of similar personality traits right like you have to be you have to be technical you have to be willing to uh put up with some like hot mess stuff um you have to be willing to take on the risk right whether that's, like, the price risk or the security risk or whatever. Like, you have to be willing to do that. Um, and you have to, like – like, you really have to be able to dedicate some time to figuring it out. You think
0: it's you know? still
2: that and, way? Um, I think that that there are ways to sort of get in without um, maybe fully getting in, right? So, like, Square Cash and, like, you know, there's a few apps that just, like, you can just, like uh, – I guess speculate on Bitcoin, but you're not out. actually really Yeah, you're not actually like like holding it. You know, know what I mean? Coinbase, like,
0: is, Coinbase is, is, is Coinbase is getting, that with the exposure to it. Um yeah. but it's like it's 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 a halfway between it's not it is a wallet. Um, and it's very easy to offload that money onto a wallet that you actually control. And they even have some solutions where you control part like part of the keys. That's yeah. so more like a multi-sig.
2: Yeah. But it's not. In cash, you don't do anything. cash, you just are like, buy Bitcoin. Like, yeah. you don't, that's it. It's yeah. crazy. You
0: don't even get to use it. You can't use it anymore. you just like, I bought it and then I sold yeah. it. And that's all you could do there.
2: Yeah. And you can't move it. You can't send it to like an external wallet. Um, You you just like have this sort of line in the database that says like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: quote unquote, you bought this and yes. then you sold yeah. this, you know, and, and whatever that means. Um, I'm not sure what it means actually like for it just means that you're speculating on it I guess.
0: So for yeah. people but, that are that are OGs like us, is that getting in? Is that?
2: For me, I don't think so. Like I don't think that that's getting in because
0: it's not anything you know, different. It's, you're just, you're just, it's just speculation or kind of like it uh, is. someone it's told how... me to buy this and so I bought it. It's not.
1: I mean, as the custodial services make their rise, which they most likely will because those the, the fringe is fringe for a reason. Most of the people don't give a shit. And so they're not going to. And so custodial services will make their rise and and, and everything will be a okay. Like, I, I honestly think everything's going to be fine. As long as the people that are running those custodial services know what they're doing. That's that's the thing. That's the new. They're not that's, going away. That's, that's, yeah. You're always going to
0: have the cohort of people that want exposure but don't want to learn anything
1: yeah i mean that's just the way i mean just the other day i had um someone ask me like hey if i had a giant pile of money could you buy some bitcoin for with me what for me and i was like you could just do it yourself man and he was like yeah but the you're what you're missing is that i don't want to and i was like oh okay well that makes perfect <laughs> you, you've done it perfect- <laughs> just, you do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, makes perfect sense
2: there's um <laughs> I think, too, as people get older, right? Like, I think one of the reasons that this, the the crypto demographics do skew younger is that as people get older, you have sort of like an established set of skills, you know, where your expertise lies and where it maybe doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I know that like one of my first jobs was like primarily making, you know, Word documents into PDFs. Hi, honey. <laughs> hey, Lyra,
0: um, say hello to this podcast, Lyra. Hello,
2: <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Um, I think that th- that's a um, a common thing as people get older. And, you know, it's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily negative. It's just uh, it's just like they they have their stuff and they know it. They have confidence in it and they move on. Um, and they want someone else <laughs> to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's her what's that, by the way. See, it's ah, not really what's that.
0: Grabbing that microphone. She wants she, it. Yeah, there she's it is.
2: So Say hello.
0: Say hello and to the people. Welcome to the welcome to the wild world of
1: podcasting, everyone. This is how it goes down. And being a parent.
2: Oh yeah, being a parent. Is <laughs> okay, where's my phone? Look it, it's right there. Go get it. Go get it.
0: And so, and so, and this and that's, this wasn't even new. I mean, this isn't this is never a new concept because like this happened when we started mining, right? Like. I was really into the technology. I wanted to. I wanted to mine. Um, I wanted to make a GPU miner. This was at the time when um, ASICs just started coming out for Bitcoin. So I was going to make a GPU miner for Litecoin. Probably yeah, Litecoin and whatever all the sh- all, the, all the, the altcoins at the time were. Yeah, Litecoin, yeah. Cork, yeah, all kinds of um, nonsense. Anyway, like I didn't have the money to do that, but Gray had extra money lying around. He was on the show a long time ago uh, oh, and he, yeah, but he basically financed so. it. And he was like, I don't 30. care what you're doing. I, I just want some exposure and to be involved in something. So just, I'm going to give you money to make a miner. You're going to go do that. And <laughs> that's it. And, and in that right there, like you,
1: if you rinse and repeat that process enough times, you get the, the emergent property. There is some sort of third party or centralization. Like, it's it's
0: all... Yeah, whenever that happens, you're making a concession. So, like, right now, like, the base layer of Bitcoin, like, getting into Bitcoin, quote-unquote, what everyone says, is being, like, working in a trustless environment and taking responsibility for everything. Taking responsibility mm -hmm. for your own data, securing that, securing your private keys, your money, and so on and so forth. And that's a lot of responsibility, especially if you put a lot of money in something. So, when you build on top of that, say, like, okay... We've just, we just, we just established there are there's a cohort of people, probably a large amount that don't give a shit about that stuff but would like to be exposed to this. Mm-hmm. What could we build to service these people? I don't know. Do all the things involved with Bitcoin and just give them like a, a less con, like a, a more constrained API. They, they trust us to mm-hmm. use this technology. And so you just build every time you build a layer on top, you lose something but gain something else. So for a user experience or um, offloading the responsibility of securing my private keys and data, I'm going to basically pay a fee to someone else that does all that for me. Mm. Do you know what I think? Here's another theory now that we're thinking about this.
1: I think crypto could save the internet. And I'm not just saying that just because I'm like biased to crypto, but like what if it gets that popular that all the bad guys spend all their time only trying to hack crypto stuff and the rest of the internet just gets to have its fun and be you know be be merry and be joyful. Taylor, go ahead be hey, merry
2: and be this joyful. All you. <laughs> No, no, I think that I mean and this is um this is sort of like this this um I don't know idea or like thesis or whatever, like that's been circling in my head for the past couple months. It's like um obviously we want this whole ecosystem and and the things and the value to be more accessible and more usable. And, um, we want to like get rid of all the complexity, right. That, that even hurts my brain sometimes. Um, but you know, how can we do that without sort of sacrificing, um, sort of what the value actually is. Right. And so for me, uh, And this is why I say it's like this thought experiment or this thing that I keep circling around because I I literally go in circles, but okay. So if I think that one of the values of the blockchain, that's sort of a non-negotiable is empowering individuals and allowing individuals to uh, be in control of their money and to not be able to have like a uh, uh, like a government or another central entity uh, like take their money or prevent them from, Using their money or uh, any of those things, right? So if that's a non-negotiable, then a lot of the custodial services, all of the custodial services, in theory, um, are are sacrificing that, are compromising on that. And so while we do have have custodial services like Coinbase, which um, don't just like shut down your account willy-nilly, in um, and, and they have sort of processes and procedures and policies to be compliant and stuff like that. At the end of the day, um, you know, if you do something that is against their terms or against US law, they're gonna shut down your account. They have to. So while Coinbase like provides an amazing value to the ecosystem by getting people in, um, it also does compromise on some of the things that makes sort of cryptocurrency valuable. Um, you know, and that's the other thing is, is, is that valuable? (laughs) Like is, um, like is, is having money that nobody can, can stop valuable? Like I think it is. I'm pretty sure that's why most of us got in this ecosystem. Um, you know, and, and to what extent are we willing to sacrifice that or compromise on that? Right? Like, is it okay if it's Coinbase because otherwise we wouldn't have Fiat on ramps or, um, you know, and is the line somewhere else? Like is the line at, at uh like a square cash type app where you don't actually even like have it or hold it or move it or do anything with it, right? I, I don't the know thing, the answer to this. Yeah, the main thing know. I
0: think like to, to to that is yes, it's valuable to a specific set of people. The main thing mm-hmm. that's important here is that people have options. Like they anyone can choose. They're not, they're not the sole, that's not the sole method of doing something. And they're participating in a, in a, in a broader community where those who don't like those things can still transact with the people who do, who don't care. Like mm-hmm. The, the, the Bitcoin that I hold on Coinbase is the same Bitcoin that I hold in wallets that no one knows about. That's, it's, it's, it's interchangeable. It's fungible. And that's really, really, really important. So like, like it's, they're all part of the same network. And because yeah. of that, you have options. And so it it, it accommodates to people to, to, to different people and also allows you to slowly but surely, if you learn about these things, because I know a lot of people who started with Coinbase who now would never use Coinbase. And they would never have yeah. started had had there not been an option to do something that was relatively easy for them to get in.
1: Yeah, right. but that's the exactly. thing is That also goes back to the beginning of this conversation is that if you don't use something like Coinbase and you try if you try to go straight to the bottom of the rabbit hole, man, it's like that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's where the koops live.
2: That's a deep (laughs) rabbit hole.
1: You know, that's that's uh, I think that's so then at the end of the day, if you if you've been to the bottom of the hole and you've come back up to the top. You, th- you got to say, OK, there's there's layers to the rabbit hole and somewhere in there has got to be OK for mass adoption. Right. Like because, yeah. you know, they're not hanging out in a nightclub in the Matrix. Like sometimes that's what a, this community feels like.
0: It's like I damn, it, bro, wants like, to feel, it wants to be that, but it's not that
1: it's not that. But they're trying so hard to be a nightclub in the Matrix. Follow <laughs> like, the white
0: guys,
1: guys, fucking relax. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah.
2: when you when you said um like coming out of the rabbit hole i'm like yeah yeah i do that like every day when i interact with like regular people in the regular world yeah. i'm like on twitter and then i'm like oh wait switch modes let's go okay That's i'm normal okay. i use, swear i promise it's okay
0: use crypto the way i'd like to in my everyday world when i'm buying groceries and shit yeah. it's still not easy well, at least for americans to use no, this because there's there's tax consequences and because of those tax well, consequences and regulation there's not a lot of businesses and services that can accommodate my standard life
2: It's even gonna get there it, even if there weren't tax consequences or even if you were so libertarian you don't care about the tax consequences <laughs> or yeah. so anarchist I guess um, y- you still wouldn't be able to like you know buy your stuff or whatever um, and mm. I think that that's so early Bitcoin days that was the goal right the goal was like as a payment, thing. Uh, a way to buy things, a way to pay people, a way to a way to do everything. Um and then it shifted over the years, obviously, to now it's more of like this sort of the store of value, right? The digital mm-hmm. gold, hold it, the price will go up, you know, maintain your wealth, etc Um I'm not yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean I, I'm I'm glad that Bitcoin has sort of like it they're on a clear path because store of value and digital gold is, is it's a bit hard to do that and be like a payment processor or a payment layer or, you know, buy all the things. Um, but it is a little bit sad because I do remember like back in the day, uh, like a really small business would like suddenly accept Bitcoin and they like post a Reddit and like everyone would go buy their stuff even if it was like bizarre like not a commodity type Sox. items right like socks or like the chili sauce or whatever oh, it was yeah, the hot like, sauce
3: guy
0: that hot sauce guy made a lot of hot sauce on bitcoin
2: right like
0: <laughs> but that
2: was that was cool um and i think that like we've kind of i don't know if given up is the right word but i think that it's not front of mind anymore um and i think that's a little bit sad because um if you really want mass adoption Right? A lot of people say like, oh, if you want mass adoption, it has to be easier to use and you have to have this and you have to have that. If you really want mass adoption, you have to have the full sort of like uh, money cycle for like an individual. The full money cycle has to be in Bitcoin or in crypto or whatever it is, meaning that um, uh, like I wake up in the morning and I like check my account and like my paycheck has come in. And maybe my friends pay me back for something and then I go out and I buy my coffee with my bitcoin um and you know then i go and i go to dinner and i you know on and yeah. on and on it's all in bitcoin so that you don't have um you know right now a lot of times people are thinking about oh well if i buy um like we did this with the devcon tickets right if i buy my devcon tickets in eth when the price of eth is like $180 that's going to be a really expensive devcon ticket when eth goes back to 1000 right yeah. Um and and I think people are are making sort of choices like that more often than than we think. I think that's um,
0: good.
2: Yeah, if you want to store a value though, if you want something to be used, then you have to have sort of the inflows and the outflows because don't use a deflationary
0: um, currency for that. Use a stable coin. Like if you need right. to rely on a specific yeah. amount of value for a long period of time.
2: Right, but arbitrary point, inflation point, and inflationary
0: stuff isn't isn't at, gonna be the right thing.
2: But at some point I have to make the choice to purchase the stablecoin with the ETH at a price. For now. Right? So in the you future. Can buy die.
0: You can straight buy die. Yeah, but that's what
1: she's saying. Yeah. Of course. She's saying like, like with you, how do you get die with USB? Oh Coinbase. For- coin oh. Yeah, with Coinbase. Coinbase. Uh, um,
2: yeah. So and but imagine if you got your paycheck, right? In die. Right? Or yeah, in Bitcoin or whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm one of the few people that can, but I'm also like at the bottom of that rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're,
0: you're way down that rabbit hole. But, uh, but
1: so.
2: You, so, what happens when you have to pay your rent, though? Oh, that's or why I don't do it because
0: it, tax regulation can destroy my paycheck right now based on, you know, capital gains taxes. Thing. Like I don't, it's so Look, muddy and murky that I don't know how to I don't know how to file appropriately from receiving my paycheck.
1: The thing is that project. these things take these things take enormous amounts of time. And I think that like we're we live in such a time that everything seems so like instant grat, instantly gratified. But things are happening very so, Like backed everyone thought this backed was a disaster was going to be, but their volume is increasing monumentally. And now they're about to have it so that in the Starbucks app, you're talking about millions and millions of Jessicas are going to see now in their Starbucks <laughs> in their Starbucks app a little star- part where they can pay for their coffee with Bitcoin. that's going to be native in the Starbucks app. That's fueled by what Back's doing, because Back understands you've got to have. It's back paying you? Either- no, I just know what they're doing. Okay. I mean, it's clear as day. They're 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 getting their volume so monumentally high so that they can afford to have these. "Quote unquote small transactions uh, happen for coffee on Bitcoin, right? So I think yeah. that it it ta- these things take time, and yeah. people don't. And money is not meant to be hoarded. Like that's the thing that um, money's not meant to be hoarded. Money's meant to be used. Value's mm-hmm. meant to no no no. Listen to me before you start making mm-hmm. noises.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Value can be hoarded." Value people like to hoard value, but they don't hoard money. Money is meant to dissipate. On all forms, you want to look at it. Look at look at drug dealers. They store their money in the ground, and it fucking deteriorates, and rats end up eating it up. Like money, is. money is meant to go away. It's just this medium of exchange that's representative of value. Right, well,
2: that's but fun, that's also, right? that's that's. I mean, in the U.S. at least, that's part of the the Fed' their responsibilities is to keep. The rates at X percent, based on the macroeconomic conditions, so that people are incentivized to spend the money at a certain rate, right? Mm -hmm. And employ people at a certain rate, and blah 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 blah, so that people don't just store cash under their mattress because they know that tomorrow it will be a little bit less than today. Um, That's like that's basically what they're doing with all when they do like the QE and stuff. Like that's what they're trying to do.
0: I don't know. QE is quantitative easing. Yeah, it's the new normal.
2: It is the yeah. new normal. Um, they just
1: lowered the rates again, by the way.
2: I saw. Like,
0: fuck. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, maybe it'll prop up the economy for the rest of eternity. Do
0: something. That maybe, this is a product of, guys. maybe this is a product of us getting older. Um, But did you think you'd be, like, thinking, talking, reading about money so much? <laughs> When you were I don't know, know mid-20s.
2: Dude, I was the worst at like uh like the history classes, the political science classes, like all of those types. Like I liked math. Um, I liked I liked art, right? But the every the, the the I don't know, whatever they call it, the humanities, I was like never a fan of. And now I spend literally all of my day reading about uh history, political science. Like, how humans work in general, society, change. Like, I don't know how I ended up here. Like, someone get me out of battle please. <laughs> it's
0: so weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I,
2: but um... I, I think the reason is, is that in school, you were, like, just, like, learning this shit, and it didn't – uh there's no really, like, tie back into the the real world, where today, when I read these things, or I, like, investigate, or I listen to the podcast, um. I'm actually understanding how it ties into like the things that we're building or the people that we're affecting or, you know, whatever it may be. And it is really real. Um, But I'm also, you know, I'm not not reading about like, I don't know, the weird, like all of the wars and memorizing the dates. Like that's irrelevant to me still.
1: I should have seen it coming, Corey. I mean, I've always like at 11, I started washing cars for money at, Like 13, I started mowing lawns. I had a legitimate lawn mowing business every summer where I made like a few thousand every summer just mowing lawns and having clients. Like, I should have seen it coming, (laughs) but to answer your question, like, I've always generally liked money. And now, now I just like (laughs) it in a a different sense, I guess. I never, I don't
0: think I ever, like, money wasn't the thing, in my opinion. Like, I was very, entrepreneurial as a kid in ways that were that pissed people off typically like i would uh like i remember walking around school um selling lollipops and like i don't know six or seven <laughs> days or something like that and the teachers got mad at me because i was selling lollipops i was like well those kids are selling lollipops like yeah it's for a cause I was like yeah i got a cause me making money the cause is me yeah i'm trying <laughs> to make money <laughs> i mean like you can't do that i was like they're I'm gonna yeah. do this, and like I remember, we had like this like I, I lived near a creek, a crick for those parts of the United States. People that say that weird word, um, like and and part of that, we found this like huge, huge deposit of like quartz crystal, like massive. Mm-hmm. And so I'd break these pieces off, and I'd go sell them in school. I had a box of rocks that I would sell the kids at school. And my teacher's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm selling rocks, man." Trying to I'm selling, <laughs> listen to me. If you don't get it, I don't have time to
1: explain it. What's okay? that diamond on your ring, on your finger? You're selling rocks too. Dude, I mean, it's always here's a small story, and then we'll go into to the interview. Is that I used to play this game called Age of Empires. Do you know Age of Empires?
0: Everyone knows Age of Empires.
1: Okay. I was terrible at this game. Me and my brother would play this game online. And every time we'd get our asses kicked because we died, because I didn't make an army. But I had this gorgeous city like it was gorgeous and I had just all of the money. And he was like, dude, we keep dying because you don't want to make any soldiers. And I was like, well, I mastered the market, though. So that's what I I spent time. Instead of making soldiers, I mastered the market. So I would like trade my wood for gold and then vice versa, the ore and trade all that stuff. And so we'd always get our asses kicked. And then he'd look at the stats at the end of the game. and He's like, how in the hell did you die with 30,000 gold? And I was like, I don't know, man. I've just been playing that market. He's like, this isn't how the game works. So then we had to like, so then what happened is we got your brother being so mad right now. He was really mad. And then what happened is we got smart. I was like, look, if you're going to build the army, I'll just make the money. So why don't you build the army and all the defenses and I'll just funnel you money to make this huge ass army. And we figured out the world. By playing Age of Empires, <laughs> and so he would defend my market building, and he was like, and so I would like watch the market and trade my wood for gold and vice versa, and and that's how I learned about money. Age of Empires three. I want to pick and this back up thinking,
0: at the end of the interview, I, at the other side of the round table. I want to pick this back up. This is something okay. I said a few times, but I keep repeating it or wanting to repeat it because I think it's it's an important thing that crypto has. Has done in the past, and I think we'll continue to do.
1: No doubt. So uh, today's interview is with uh, Eric Fulton from Keybase. It was created in 2016. Uh, Keybase is an end-to-end encryption messaging and public chat service. <laughs> Corey is your enemy. We interviewed. <laughs> we interviewed
0: Corey's enemy. Uh, um, my enemy. I, I like what they do. They're a great. They're a great platform. That's right. You're on That's all on stellar choices, but um yeah did you, it's, did
2: you talk about that in the interview? The yeah,
0: did you stellar? talk about Stellar yeah. in the interview?
1: Why they chose to use Stellar? Yeah. We did. We did. Okay, we did but... discuss that. Um, and there's something else we talked about, but I can't remember. That's why you're going to listen to it right now, audience. So uh, here it is. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to another one of the Bitcoin Podcast's interviews. And uh, this week, our very special guest... Is the identity evangelist himself, Eric Fulton of Keybase. Welcome to the show, Eric.
0: Thank you
3: for having me. Uh
1: you're very welcome. So so we like to start our interviews pretty basic, like all interviews start, and that is what were you doing before crypto and what it why did you switch? As soon as you heard about the awesomeness that is Bitcoin and Ethereum and the whole nine, you said, you know what, I'm going to stop doing all that and I'm going to contribute to cryptocurrency, blockchain tech, whatever you want to call it. Give us a little bit of your background, man. Who, who, who is Eric Fulton?
3: Oh, Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, I would say I made the classic mistake of, of many people when Bitcoin first came out and played around, mined a block. And went, man. I just spent three dollars on power, and I don't, I don't see an immediate value for this. I'll check back in a little bit. Uh, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, given the current state of cryptocurrency. So after that initial failure, uh, I kept an eye on it and and watched and watched. And you know, loving all things technology, I I personally started out as uh, doing information security and hacking, and just saw an immediate need and. And use for cryptocurrency and so I think it was right around when Bitcoin was hitting 30 or 40 dollars uh, a coin I went you know what this has legs this is something I'm interested in uh, I love both cryptocurrency and cryptography for personal privacy uses and and jumped in that was probably well oh, eight six six to eight years ago at this point time flies when you're having fun
1: Ooh, that's a long that's a mighty long time
3: I think I think yeah, yeah I love OG. it Oh, man! I mean, it. I wish I wish I invested OG, <laughs> but <laughs> I think, no I think many people do. Thank, yeah. Thankfully, it's I'm okay. doing my part now. I started um, about ooh, what three, four, five months ago at Keybase. Uh, I I see a, an imminent need for encrypted communication, and I think they have a great implementation and wanted to be a part of creating um, you know platform of crypto for the masses.
1: So. Why do they call you the Identity Evangelist?
3: Ooh, because I love to preach about identity, about cryptography, cryptocurrency, personal privacy. They're all they're all commingled. Um, to speak a little bit about Keybase, if people haven't looked at it before, you can think of it as end-to-end encrypted chat. Um, you know, versus some of the other chat programs out there, it's not softer than Tofu, which is trust on first use. We allow users to have an identity chain, and prove themselves across the internet so that when I send Bitcoin to you or say one of our co-founders, Max or Chris, I know who it is that I'm talking with. Um, And thankfully, more recently, Keybase received a grant from the Stellar Development Foundation. We've done a lot to integrate the ability to send uh, Stellar Lumens in and out of the application, which is creating a lot of, I I think, mainstream, applicability and use of cryptocurrency kind of on a on a day-to-day basis.
1: So when you when you're doing this preaching, is it like, are you the guy that's standing on the box and everybody's just walking do you feel like everybody's just walking past you and maybe picking up a pamphlet
3: and maybe not? Or do you, know, you have an audience? <laughs> <laughs> uh you know the audience is people who self select and I I think we live in an age where self-selection is becoming more and more uh, mainstream. 20, 20 years ago, cryptography was seen as a tinfoil hat type activity. Why would you encrypt your email? Why would you worry about your government reading your your messages, your texts, etc.? And now, with all these revelations come to light, uh, and I would say really there's there's a massive initial shift in pre-Snowden and post-Snowden. Uh, I helped put together a, a state sponsored bill on privacy and got laughed out of the room one of the the sponsors of the legislation got a black helicopter award because we were asking for things like people should own their information not the corporations people should have a right to privacy uh and it was it was arguably seen as a little a little kooky right the idea that the government's reading your messages or that um someone could intercept it but doing information security i've i've read a bunch of other people's emails it's it's doable it's out there you look at you know online in the the late 90s and early 2000s mail spools are dropped all the time and so post snowden about four months after that happened a lot of those people that use technology but don't necessarily understand it went oh my this is a problem and with things more recently like google antitrust hearings with facebook and cambridge analytica the average person is suddenly going Wait, you mean to tell me when I have a private conversation on Facebook, Facebook's also part of that?
1: Mm. When you put it like that, like it's it really hits home because I like in my personal life, I try to make this important. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of an evangelical myself. And I try to say like, hey, guys, this stuff's important that Facebook shouldn't be listening on your conversation, but they are. And I never can get it across that easy, but like if you're trying to have a conversation, it's as simple as that old playground. It's an A and B conversation, and you should see your way out of it. Facebook, that's the way it should go, but that's not the way it goes. So that's where Keybase
3: comes in, right? Oh, absolutely. What's um? There's a what's what's that new app uh, that Facebook came out with? Was it called Yarn? Am I is, am I correct on that? I have no idea what Zuckerberg does anymore. I stopped trying to keep up. (laughs) Right, uh, I have uh, an account just for posterity, but it's not not something I'm into. But they created a a new application, and I it was just it seemed like such a Trojan horse, and and I'm definitely a skeptic because once you see the abuses of corporations or you know state sponsored hackers or or anyone that could read your communications. Suddenly you go, okay, when I see this advertising, Facebook's new ultra private sharing, only you and your closest friends can share secrets and photos. I, like in my head, I automatically uh, or automatically add like you, your friend, your closest secrets and Facebook, right? Like they're pitching this platform as a, an online place. They understand people don't share private moments on Facebook anymore. And, and so they're trying to create a new walled garden for people to do that. Without telling them that they're they're still included in the conversation,
2: mm-hmm. and so
3: what keybase is it's it's end to end uh encrypted chats so it when you send it off to another party, we operate the servers, but the chat client is open source it's auditable, the crypto is publicly vetted, and you can feel confident knowing that your message isn't going to be intercepted along the way
1: so let's without getting too like deep into i guess the weeds of it, how does it, how does it do this? Like it it can't be easy. We've been using, so as a, as a community, we use Slack. We've been using Slack for probably three years for the podcast, just as a place for our community to get together and talk about all things crypto and share stupid memes and laugh at Roger Bear. And, (laughs) uh, but Keybase looks like it does all this not only free, but in a way where we can integrate some of our characteristics as a crypto community as well. Like there's wallet integrated, there's, you know, it's very secure. Can we, can we talk about Keybase just a little bit? Let's brag on Keybase.
3: Oh man, thank you. I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one of the things I want to do, I want to make sure that I don't knock other applications. I think depending on people's use cases, there's a time and use for everything, but but a lot of what my evangelism about Keybase is, is when you know there's a better product out there and a more secure product out there, you should overcome the, the, the inertia to move to it. The idea with Slack, I have friends that work at Slack. It's a great company, but the thing is your information is not encrypted. We, we see a time and time again how, you know, I like to believe that, and I want to believe that Slack is treating your information with respect, but I have no way of knowing that much like, Uh, I wanted to believe that Equifax was treating my social security number with respect, but we we know how that turned out. Mm -hmm. We we find time and time again, as corporations create these silos of information that are becoming more and more valuable, then it's more and more valuable for someone to break in, to steal that information and as technology evolves so quickly, you can be secure one day and not secure the next. In fact, with, with the prevalence of O days out there, all of us are probably sitting around <laughs> relatively unsecure. It's just only defense in depth and cryptography keeping us safe. And so the idea, the idea with Keybase, it, it does a lot of different things that are applicable and helpful to the everyday person. So for the very first, just the value proposition of, do I want my conversations accessible by a third party? And that goes back to the classic, why, if you're not afraid of the government reading your messages, then why worry if they read it? And I think that's a very, very false... False statement, and, and and I think people that listen to your podcast and those that self select into this community inherently understand <laughs> all the things that are wrong with that. But a very good way to tie it home, uh, our CEO Max actually said it well very recently with the idea of locks, um, and he was speaking to the government is trying to weaken crypto or ask for backdoors like with WhatsApp recently, uh, and the idea with that is when you when you take a digital idea and translate it to something physical, suddenly people have a lot closer grasp on, on why whatever thing is happening is bad. And in the idea of cryptography, when you're asking someone to weaken it or add a back door in, a really good example is the house lock. If, if you're a local townsperson or mayor or, or government came up to you and said, hey, uh, I know you have this lock and you have this key, and you feel secure, but you need to, to make it like a TSA key so that we can walk in your house whenever we want.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Would you not be upset by that? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be a little bit pissed off. Oh, oh, incredibly. Or or the idea of in your home. I mean, and this is <laughs> we're we're almost living in 1984. Instead of the government installing <laughs> the listening <laughs> devices into our home, we're buying them with, with the most recent... <laughs> Um, If you've seen on on the top of Hacker News, where Google executive said, you should probably tell people that come to your house, there's a microphone listening. And that's, that's obscene. That's, that's, my my mind is legitimately blown by how much people have traded privacy for convenience. And so Keybase is trying to make that not a trade-off. You can have privacy, you can have cryptography, you can use cryptocurrency amongst you, your friends, your peers, and other businesses. And it's not a really hard thing to do when bitcoin first came out people were mailing checks and and sending crypto and there was a lot of risk involved now in keybase i can just type plus 50 xlm uh your username and send you currency mm, it's that's it's awesome. truly becoming oh uh, it's that's one of our, our our most recent features and it is it's killing it we can we can already we can't see but on the stellar network you can see a lot of transactions Uh, are happening because people have Stellar, they're exchanging it, and it's all tied in together. So I can go plus 10 USD, this other person, and it'll go in and out. And so we've seen a huge benefit from partnering closely with Stellar, uh, just in seeing mainstream crypto adoption, because before, I'm not going to say it was hard for people that have opted in to buy cryptocurrency and to understand it. it's, It's not that hard, but to try to get your parents to use it or or someone who's not a technology early adopter, it's always been a struggle. And now you've kind of you've blended this idea of chat and storage and identity and all three kind of combined to make a secure platform for users. So
1: looking down the line, how do you square off against the powers to be that are gonna say, hey, we need a backdoor into that crypto. People can't just have conversations freely around here uncle sam needs to get in on that action how do you fight back
3: there (laughs) uncle sam loves getting in on that action yeah i would say you know and that's and that's a hard one right because that's that's not necessarily a technical program problem that is a that is a political problem and there's definitely some yeah and so I would probably say having an, an open source client where you can see and have reproducible bills and look at it yourself and go, there's no backdoor. I can look at this. not Not just It's not just, oh, I trust Keybase. It is, I can look at this and know that there's not one. Now, that said, then it comes to what are those uh, warrantless or those super secret, uh, Oh, I forgot the name of them, but the super secret warrants where the government just says, you can't tell anyone and we're going to make you do it. And that's kind of why we've developed in the way that we wanted to, right? Is we wanted to make sure that if they did tell us and force us to do something like that, it would be obvious to the users, which is the best, most open way you can do it. And as you, a citizen, I take issue with the whole extra legal thing that we've somehow allowed in our current time and day. We've sacrificed... Uh, our privacy for safety, and we have neither privacy nor safety and I'm definitely stealing that quote, but it's incredibly applicable to life right now.
1: It really is, and the thing that blows my mind is that we're just so we're so embattled with new all the time, and what I mean is that is like so there's something new and flashy like every ten days it feels like, and it's like you're just so super saturated with stuff whether it be information or actual physical things or events that there's really no time to slow down and think about the suck that we're creating. <laughs> and that kind of like, like you mentioned like the, 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 uh, the convenience, right? I think about the stuff, like the shit that I asked Siri is stuff that would take me five seconds to do is like, Hey Siri, start a timer. And it's like, well, <laughs> I talked into my watch to do that. I literally could just push the button on my watch to do that. Like, it doesn't, I don't need an assistant <laughs> for that. And then I got my parents and Alexa like four years ago, three, four years ago. And all they do is ask it to play Motown music. And I'm like,
3: well,
1: <laughs> like, what's the point of having this invasive microphone in their house when all they're asking it to do is play Motown music or the weather? when they have a thermostat, like, on the wall. So it's like, wow, we just invited this invasion of privacy into our lives for the sake of it being bright and shiny. But it really, I bet you if you boil down to it, people aren't using these things for a lot because they're also kind of dumb. I ask Siri stuff and Siri's like, I got no clue, bro. I had to Google that. Let me tell you what I found. So it's just, it's amazing that, that we just, keep letting that go on without doing anything I, about
3: it. So I agree when, when privacy and not with privacy, when when it's so darn convenient, right? Like when it first comes out, you think, oh, that's awesome. I can just set a timer with my voice. And it is awesome. Uh, or the idea of cell phones. Like the very idea of the this fantastically powerful computer we carry around with us it is amazing. But it was I, I would say kind of the these technologies as they came out they came out in one company's power right we have these oligarchs of technology between Google and Amazon and, and Apple and what I what I love the existing time that we live in right now is there's now effectively power to the people in technology and cryptography we no longer have just Twitter we've got Mastodon we no longer have and, and a quality alternative, I should know. Because before, right, if you if you wanted to not have a Google or Apple cell phone, you were really subjugating yourself to a, a mediocre phone, probably. I've heard good things about the window phone, but but maybe further down the stack, right? Uh, even though they discontinued that. But but now we've got projects like the the Libream phone, the the Pine Pine phone. I'm very excited about to where I can have a a phone that is more open source, that respects my privacy that I can install Keybase on and feel comfortable in knowing that I could audit the software, that I could look at what's going on and see if, if my information's being abused. The same for, the, same for uh, the, the voice assistants. Open source voice assistants, I don't know if they're there yet, it's been a while since I've checked in on it, but they're catching up with the quality of, of what's out there commercially. And so it's something, it's a convenience that I'd like, even if it's just as dumb to say, hey Siri, play a fart sound. Uh, but I want, I want that done through my server and I want to have control over my DNS and in my records and my information because it's mine. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Facebook and Google have been copping profits off my information. At the very least I should get a cut or say no. Yeah.
1: I agree. Like what is it? Possession is nine tenths of the law or whatever that stupid saying is. I feel like my data <laughs> I- just got robbed away from me. Like. And I know I I know I gave it away through terms and conditions, but still, like, come on now. It's kinda of slick. <laughs> it's like um, that
3: it's like that South Park episode where they uh they have the Eula, right? Like South Park's a good <laughs> mirror of, of where we're at. <laughs> Absolutely. South Park is
1: kind of genius, uh as the years go on. Well, I guess I'd ask just two more quick questions. I hate to cut it short because man, this is right up. Our alley. I know. I'd like to have you back if you could speak with Corey because this is like his life's passion right now, is providing a platform for communities to grow and build without, you know, unwanted people listening in on that growth and that communication. So it'd be good to have you back. But I guess two questions: What cryptos work in Keybase like currently, and after that? In ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin
3: or crypto? Uh, or crypto, yeah, I want to. So the first one, um, right now, it is we've got a very good Stellar wallet, and what's very useful about that, as you know, all the cryptocurrencies have a lot of different value propositions that they each individually bring. And one of the big things that Stellar brings to the table is fluidity between different currencies with their tethers. And so in my Stellar wallet, I can also hold US dollar tethers or Chinese renminbi tethers. And so I'm not... One of the early issues I had with Bitcoin is it's not necessarily a value store because it fluctuates. It's maybe more... I mean, There's a lot of different things that could be described as, but a, a struggle of, of holding a currency in in the crypto is it can go up and it can go down and one of the nice things about stellar is it's a relatively stable price on its own and you can get in and out of the actual cryptocurrency and into a a tethered currency rather quickly and and that's super valuable so i can i can hold in my stellar wallet uh ethereum tethers bitcoin tethers uh us dollar tethers. so i there's a lot of value in that and what is what is bitcoin and cryptocurrency to me i i'm going to choose the the abstract answer and and say it is freedom uh, it is individual opportunity to take back how they spend their money how their money is used and prevent almost nation state level abuse of both currency fluctuation and stock markets and trade agreements etc it's it's I mean in one word it would be freedom
1: I like it you had it at freedom and then you blew it out of the water with like 27 words. Um, <laughs> but you did have it at freedom. So we'll, we'll take that.
3: <laughs> thank you. I, you know, one of the, the downsides of the evangelism, I, I have to work on, on less is more sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, cause I can well, talk for hours. I hate to let, I hate to cut it so short. Um, but thank you. Uh, Eric for for swinging by the Bitcoin podcast we appreciate it we hope that you guys listening uh check out keybase.io a really unique platform I am definitely gonna check it out check it out I'm weary to like migrate though Eric because our community has been on slack for like so long I just don't want to lose anybody I'm scared but anyways thank you
3: (laughs) No problem. Thanks for having me on, and I I hope to to come back and chat more in-depth later. All right, man. Have a good one.
1: Bye. And we're back. We hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Senor Eric Fulton from Keybase. Um, Go check out Keybase if you want to. Or don't. It's your prerogative. It's your world. Uh, but it's like, it's, it's, uh, if if I were to say it's anything, it's kind of like Slack, but you could send crypto in it. Uh, which you could do in Slack at one point, but it was kind of convoluted. Um, Man,
0: I do not recommend that.
1: Yeah. Sending crypto in Slack is not something I'd recommend, but why D? I don't know. I just wouldn't do it. If I were you, my gut's telling me no. That's, that's why. Slack is so, not made for that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so core you said when we were when we were chilling during that interview uh sorry we weren't that interview was live um <laughs> <laughs> so well, you said that you wanted to talk about something like investing and,
0: yeah so um yeah. we're talking about like changes that the stuff has done with um decisions you have to make about the money you have uh, mm-hmm. like if i buy this like you know taylor was talking about if i buy this um, DevCon ticket now, and Ethereum's at you know 150, 170 dollars. That's going to be a really expensive ticket when it's back up at a thousand. And people make these judgment calls all the time when they think about using their Bitcoin. It's like, oh, I sold a bunch of my Bitcoin to pay for this one thing when, and now it's back. Now it's it's at twenty thousand dollars, and it, it could have been worth so much more money, and, you know, all, all that stuff. So like, while those are real decisions you have to make that have to do with where you are in your life at that time. I'm very thankful. Um, especially if like if the ICO boom had any positives whatsoever, it taught a a tremendous amount of people, tremendous amount of younger people, an entire generation on how to think about the money that they have and how it's working for them currently, how to diversify it across different things, how to judge where they put their money. And then had a judge how had to had potentially take it out. And they learned a lot of hard lessons in terms of losing money or being greedy or not making their life better because of uh, a future that wasn't promised to them. Uh, but from my experience growing up, it's incredibly rare for anyone under the age of like 45 to even start thinking about those things. And, and mm-hmm. we, had a, we had an entire ecosystem of everyone yeah. constantly thinking about these things and thinking about how to make your money work best for you. And I think that's just a valuable skill to have.
1: Yeah, it is. It also teaches you how to practice. And what I mean by that is like, you know, uh, being fiscally, I guess, educated or, you know, practicing good fiscal responsibility, that you've got to practice that. You get every month, you get an opportunity to practice making the right decisions with your money, right? And and crypto kind of taught people, like, hey, if you're not reevaluating your money on a monthly basis, at least, you're fucking up. You're fucking up big time, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of uh, it's, it's, it's what it did because people just sat and they waited. And then by the time they got back around to looking, they were like, wait a second, my big number's small now. <laughs> what what happened? Yeah. And with crypto, you can't do that at a minute of shit. So crypto will have you looking at your your number then mm-hmm. five times a day? Sometimes that's
0: that we that went right. a little overboard. <laughs> like the the amount of time people were looking at their block folio or whatever the hell app they use to look at their their, yeah. their number got to the point yeah. where like I was at work checking prices all day. And I'm like I gotta work sometime. Yeah.
2: No, I'm just gonna watch the price go nah,
0: up. I'm gonna try and figure out when to sell this stuff. Yeah. I just yeah. I hate my I don't I don't hate, but
1: my the a firm I was working at. I told them when I started a project, they're like, "Oh, you're the Bitcoin guy, and like, <laughs> you, you're gonna you're gonna quit on us, huh?" And I was like, "Well, when the price hits about twenty thousand, yeah, I'm gonna leave." And they were like, whatever, Bitcoin guy. And then in like three weeks, it, <laughs> it went up. <laughs> and they were like, so the price is at 20000 And I'm like, here's my two weeks' notice. I told y'all that because <laughs> you thought Bye. I was joking. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah.
2: No, I mean, my, because uh, my, see, I never like, I didn't make like a huge investment in Bitcoin, right? Like, I didn't take my like hard earned paycheck and like put it in Bitcoin. I did the, really, really smart thing of, like, earning Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So we would like to, like, build little things, uh, design little logos, like, whatever I could do for some Bitcoin. Uh, the referral fees, right? I refer all my friends, Circle, Coinbase, like, right? Um, but then, you know, come 2017, I have to walk in my accountant's office, and I'm like, hey, this thing that I never really told you about because it was never <laughs> that much money, Um yeah.
3: It's worth <laughs> a lot of money now.
2: So I don't know what to do. And you know, and he was like, Where did it come from though? And I was like, Oh, well, like three years ago, like I made a logo, like here's the invoice for that logo.
0: <laughs> I made a logo for like, you know, hundred bucks and now it's worth yeah, five
2: thousand. Like <laughs> and he's like, right, right, but Taylor, you don't have to like four hundred and fifty dollars, like that's it's less than six hundred, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't tell you about it. Like, fuck if I told you every like little thing that I made, like you'd be you know He's i'd be your that. only client <laughs> yeah. but it was insane to him you know that that's that that it had grown so much and then he was like you need like we need to talk we you, you need to get oh my god like your 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 net worth 100 percent of your net worth cannot be in crypto and well,
3: so
2: <laughs> so, uh, so i was like oh okay cool hi honey I was like, well, we'll pull some out and we'll diversify and we'll do all these things, you know. But, like, a lot of people know this, but maybe you guys don't. Like, we were basically living, like, month to month before crypto took off. You know, mm, like, we worked yeah. our asses off. Yeah. But, you know, then you pay the bills, you pay the rent, and then there's, like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 bucks left. Um, So, yeah, when I say, like, our entire net worth was in crypto, like, our entire net worth was in crypto because, like, we didn't have a net worth before crypto.
0: That's, that's kind of where I was at. And that's a very <laughs> right? similar story to what I was at. Like I was, most yeah. of my net worth was in student loan debt. Like,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's your net worth <laughs> exactly.
0: That was my worth. My yeah. worth was debt. <laughs> that's what it was.
2: Literally. Um, but and so he was like, okay, uh, let's try to get you down. Like, right, so that like you know, like uh, if you take out this much, then you can do this, and we can put it in like super low risk stuff, and it'll earn this percentage, which can pay for this, and you know, on and on and on. And I was like, okay. And so we picked a number. I can't remember what the number is, but basically picked a number like, I don't know, like 10, 20% to like get out in the very short term. Um, and then I had to call him back the next day. And I was like, hey, when we were talking about percentages, that was like the percentage of the holdings on that day, right? And he was like, that's not really a like a question. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, it's been two weeks, Taylor. Like, what do you <laughs> –
0: yeah, it's like, it's very different now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um well, so two weeks ago it was like three hundred and now it's like six hundred. So basically it's doubled. So I'm just wondering should I pull out double of what we talked about or the same amount? <laughs> <laughs> and this <Liz laughs> role is just like, What is like who are you? How like, do I where- get in this? You made a logo. You freaking like, what? Oh, he,
1: man. Did he turn into, um, oh my God, what's that guy's name from Super Bad? The fat guy. What's his name? Jonah the... Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill. Did he turn into Jonah Hill from Wolf at Wall Street? Like, uh quit my job You know right what scene I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I met this guy. I'm quit quitting my, my job. job. Yeah, I, I quit. I'm doing what this guy does.
3: Uh, I was, I was, <laughs> anyway.
0: So we're going to continue on these stories a little bit. I know you want to talk about something else too, but I have, I have another one. Uh like I remember talking like say that we were in the same period, like the like crypto is going nuts and little pieces of investment and, and things that I had earned over the years had been adding up in a bunch of different places. And I was like, man, I have to track this stuff. Like I have to keep I don't know where everything is. I don't I don't know how much it's worth, and so on and so forth. So I need to make basically like a, a ridiculous Excel spreadsheet that tracks all this stuff using various APIs to check prices as they change. In real time. And um, as I try to introduce this stuff. And to my, my financial advisor. I was like so. Uh, there's this other. I guess. A couple accounts that I never told you about. Because it wasn't worth telling you about. And now I have to tell you about them. Because it's most of the money that we own. And she's like okay. And I send her the spreadsheet. She's like who fucking made this. I was like. I did. She's like, this is ridiculous. This is like, she's <laughs> like, like real time price updates, like percent, like 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 percentages across all the different things and different accounts and what coins and all this other stuff and like how old it was, so I could look at like capital gains taxes. She's like, I don't know what to do with any of this, but that big number should probably become smaller into other
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's yeah,
2: the, the first time they looked at my uh the the Google spreadsheet that we used to track like all the back in the day all the my Ether wallet money right yeah and it was like yeah it was like the money that came in the money that went out because we paid people only in crypto crypto only came in but then you know you have the server bills and stuff which is USD and it, yeah so uh it was it was a really thorough spreadsheet like it was everything was on there everything is tracked on there. But if you look at it and you don't know what it is, you're like, this is not accounting. Like, what <laughs> crap are you smoking like?
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Right? Know, and- that's, that's all that's all anyone had because there were no tools to do it otherwise.
2: Right? I'm like, we're dude,
0: there's freaking really
2: decimals. Like, there's 18 decimals and I need all 18 of those. So, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what people... That's another... Man, that's a whole other show is talking about the decimal but um I did kind of want to one last thing I wanted to talk about is something that I tell so I am the I catch all the wild pitches from my personal my personal circle like my I call them my Facebook to Instagram circle like people I actually know in real life and they have crypto now because they have witnessed me talk about it for more than half of a decade and they're they're not bought in but they're like yeah you're right it's a good idea I might as well own some so I catch all their wild pitches and it's always like, oh my God, the price dropped $15. Should I sell it now? And I'm like, dude, this is your money. Like I've already told you definitely. I'm never gonna tell you whether to buy or sell. I'm only gonna give you news in my opinion on that news. Um, and that's how it's gonna work from here until infinity. Because once I tell you to buy something and you go buy it and you lose money, like you're gonna try to come at me and I'm not trying to, I'm not gonna have those problems, right? So, anyways, I catch all their wild pitches, and um this China news hits, and the price goes up, and then one of them that's like keeping track and he's like, "Did you see what China did? uh Ch- China's like saying that cryptos cool again, And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's just a president yapping his mouth, but I mean I or a prime minister and then last night, not last night, Thursday night, I saw a tweet come through that somebody has leaked an official document for China that is an official blockchain cr- cr- cryptocurrency trading license. So, my response to that is like, oh, crypto's unstoppable. Like how they that's a full 180. They literally said the opposite thing in 2017. China's like, yeah, no more crypto. The shit's crazy. It's banned, but we're going to give these ratings, but it's banned. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So, is crypto unstoppable? Like this, I'm starting to feel like
0: crypto is unstoppable. Uh, so depends on what your definition of crypto is. Like, it, You make it, weird noises sometimes. Yeah, you I do. <laughs>
2: it's like wow. Brain, wow. Your brain doesn't know what to think about crypto in China in the same sentence. <laughs>
0: Man, it's, it's, crypto is, is one of those words that is going to turn into um, like web developer of the 90s right it's 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 so broad it's it's a catch-all for a tremendous amount of technology and differentiations in that technology which have incredibly drastic consequences on how it works and what the underlying assumptions like trust assumptions and security assumptions and so on and so forth crypto is no longer a good word to use because what china is doing or trying to do is not in any way shape or form the same ideology or point or assumptions that Bitcoin tried to do but mm-hmm. it's all under the same moniker crypto and so to the average listener like they think they're getting something that gives them more power when in effect a lot of the the, the newer things that are coming out with really high like media presence like Libra and any type of federal any type of state-based coin is not those things and it's very hard to parse
2: yeah it's um and that's why i keep you know like okay so what 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 don't we want to lose right as this technology evolves as the ecosystem evolves like what's the where's the line in the sand where we go okay you know this is a little bit maybe crazy ideological maybe we can compromise a little bit on that without sacrificing the actual value of what we're building but i do think i think that that for me there is like a line you know around like (laughs) if you have a cryptocurrency that the government can stop or is controlled by the government i don't i don't think that's valuable i think that probably fiat is is Like, let's just keep doing fiat for that shit.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's like I've often said that um, if all of this stuff only gives us usable asymmetric cryptography or better cryptography, then it was worth it. But I'm not terribly sure I 100% agree with that anymore. Because, like, for instance, you can can make a cryptocurrency that's based on um, good cryptography where the user actually does have full control um, over keeping and owning the coin and having responsibility for maintaining that. But the underlying like consensus mechanism, what is considered a valid transaction, is completely under control. And so what is that, right? It's like, I guess that's not a sovereign money, but the end user has full control over what money they're allowed to use. Uh, And you can make these weird things because right now, like there's not a lot of things like you can't censor a Bitcoin transaction unless you go through intermediaries like Coinbase.
2: Right. And then you're not censoring Bitcoin, right? You're censoring like your Coinbase account, which, you know, that's that's a a company
0: censoring you within the, within the confines of that company.
2: Exactly. And that's what, you know, I think that that's a really important distinction, right? Because, um, even though I would prefer more uh, focus to be on like non-custodial products and products that really fully uh, put people in control, um, the reality is is that like yeah, if Coinbase uh, prevents you from sending to a certain address, that's Coinbase. Um, but if we look at what you know, probably more and more blockchains that you know are coming out, like whatever China's doing, uh, Libra. Right, like it's very possible, or it's it's probable that the, at the blockchain layer, right, like at the protocol level, <laughs> there will be, um, there will be a way that that you know someone can stop you from sending. Period. You know, and it's EOS. no longer. You also like, an oops. example of that. Oh yeah, they already did that. No, <laughs> they've already done about? that a
0: few times, so that's it's already happening. It's not like it's not gonna not probable. It is happening that's the definition of how eos works Mm -hmm. well in that definition they're they're capable of doing that type of thing so that at the protocol level they can fuck with transactions yeah
2: i think
1: at the end of the day cryptocurrency i don't want to use crypto quirk because you just said that's a bad word that's a naughty word it's just (laughs) the cryptocurrency cryptocurrency is so far ahead of where humanity is that that's why we're struggling like this. It's not. Think though. about it. It's not though. No, no, dude. no, no. no. Just... It is though. It is though. Think about this. I want to make a product and I want to sell it to someone in Korea mm-hmm. right now. Right. That's easy to do. Right. I could say here's my web thing. Here's my here's my cell phone case. I'm gonna sell it to someone in Korea now. How many fucking barriers does that money run into getting from them to me? Tariffs, fucking taxes, fucking uh, banking networks, all the above. Trade deals. cryptos. Trade deals, fucking, uh, there's all sorts of layers in between. Person in Korea named Mei Ling, who wants to send me $5 for my cell phone case in America. It's just so far ahead. It should just be, hey, Mei Ling, give me your, I like this one, your crypto routing address. Oh, here's my crypto routing address. You see me a crypto. Boom. There it is. That's it. Straight from Mei Ling to me. But humanity is like, wait a second. No, you didn't follow the layers. What about the tariffs on the plastic? What about the, you see what I'm saying? Crypto's just a little bit further ahead
3: uh, than where
0: humanity is. In a world where it's only peer-to-peer, you're going to have a lot of problems. Like these, It's not like these things came up. They're, these things are not made are all made to like screw people over or for others to like give me what's mine it's like regulation taxes tariffs they're there for a reason and a lot of other like larger community based reasons on like one jurisdiction talking to another now based on the way those are made it introduces the potential for a lot of fuckery and that exists now but it doesn't mean that like the entire establishment is bad
1: I'm like, not trying to say the entire establishment is bad. I'm just saying that the need for those tariffs as the world gets smaller, the need for those things as the world gets smaller, that need gets smaller yeah, as well. I'll give you that. I mean, right now, you could fly from New York to the UK in six hours. Like, the that? world is getting tiny. The world, the world is tariffs. getting smaller.
0: We're talking to each other on three different parts of the United States.
1: Yeah, this was, like, the world is getting smaller. And so these rules that we had... Where things made a lot of sense, where it took three months to get something voted from your country to the other, and a lot could go down in three months. Like these these old things need to kind of be reassessed. Is what I'm getting at. That's all I'm saying. The cryptocurrency is so far ahead of that that that's why we're dealing with these struggles. Now we're trying to drag people into the future. Okay, that's just that's just my opinion.
0: I'm in. I'm I'm in with that.
1: Well. China, you suck. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm like, I'm kidding. Nobody listens to our shit in China anyway, so we can talk as shit as we want. Based on the demographics, Um, there's not a lot of Chinese listeners. Corey, we forgot to do the things we're supposed to do. Like the things that are, like plug ourselves and like... I mean, if people are listening
0: to us, like they're... We're plugging. Yeah, yeah. So... Plug, plug uh, away. We do a lot of stuff. Come join us. Number one. Join the Slack. It's the easiest way to get a hold of all of us and what we do and the massive community behind us that helps us do what we do. Yeah, man. We know there's lots of you
1: guys that listen to the show and have not joined the Slack. What are you doing? Like, I get it. If you're listening to us while you drive, go the extra mile. Pull over to Starbucks right now in the parking lot and join the Slack and then hit the highway again. Uh, for those of you listening to us while you work out, which is about 800 of you a week. I know. We got the stats. At least I know, like your devices, and the only way you're listening to us on that device is if you're working out.
0: So, I don't know that. They pause the treadmill. A well, that's a workout, isn't it? That's yeah. a that's it a. They could be spiritual could workout, using bro. that device routed through their telephone, routed through their their audio on their car. All right, you fringe weirdo! If you're <laughs> if you're a fringe weirdo, listening to
1: a device Damn, routed like through there, your man. car.
2: <laughs> okay not, so people do not do that right
1: yeah what you listen <laughs> like tether
0: their devices to listen to podcasts i hope they don't because if they do yeah that's... i listen i listen i only use my phone to listen to podcasts wherever but do i'm you, at. but do you run that through like another device what do you mean another device it's all my it's always my phone oh but I, it's solely my phone my phone I route the audio on my phone. Your phone's to the podcast. Many, 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 many different devices. Oh,
3: you like talk- speakers.
2: Yeah, speakers. Okay. Right? okay. You're not so
0: like Output, output devices. Sorry. That's me. what <laughs> you meant.
1: I thought you meant you were like telling your phone to tell your computer. I don't know. No, Anyways. I'm not doing that. Um what else we got going? Uh, listen to the other shows. Hashing it out is a great show. Dose of Ether as well dropped. Last week's Dose of Ether was a recap of DevCon. Or- um just the headers is changing a little bit, a little bit, um, a lot of bit. A lot of bit. Uh, so just to give you the rundown, Jesse and I kept reading all of these headlines and we kept it, it started to become a dread. accord that those are Jesse's words, not mine. Drudge. I would just call it depressing. Like the, the headlines are so lame in crypto. Um, you're reading the same news written by the same people. A couple of them are bots and it's just very um, it's a drudge. And so we decided to reformat that show. We're going to call it What the Header. And Jesse and I are first going to do a severe, long, in-depth, deep dive into the Bitcoin white paper and then into the Bitcoin technology as it is today. And then we're going to do the same thing with Ethereum. So it's going to be very lengthy. Um, but we already enjoy the first one that we've recorded. Um, we It was just a really fun show to do, uh, to tap into that curiosity that we both naturally have. Um, and we're trying to get that one edited up and out to you guys as soon as possible. So it'll be a different kind of flavor for me and Jesse. I honestly think Jesse just got tired of my corny jokes. Um, and he was like, I'm tired no of listening to this." No one's tired dude.
0: of your corny jokes too.
1: I think I even get tired of my corny jokes sometimes, Corey. So <laughs> um we revamped that show, it'll be coming at you soon. Um, other than that, guys, thanks for listening again. Uh, please subscribe, do all the things. Tell your family and friends that this is the best uh, cryptocurrency podcast network on the planet. And we'd like that. Um, shout out to Zoe Saldana, uh, Zati Beats, Taylor Page. Uh, play the outro.